Welcome to episode 529 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, team, welcome along to episode 529 of I'm Talk with Coach John Yusuf and Bevan James. Oh, so how you go, mate? I'm good. What are you watching over there on the Olympics? Bit of handball. Right Bit of handball. Apparently, the French are beating the uh, Danish 12 to 11. Allez, la Francais. Allez, la Francais. I have to say, handball's quite a good game, isn't it? It's a great game. Quite fast paced. What have mm-hmm. you been liking about the Olympics, John? What's right. the, what's, we'll talk a bit about what's happening with New Zealand and other sports, yes. but of the sports you don't normally watch, what have you found most appealing? Just probably just one thing from yesterday that is a sport that I do watch a little bit of that I thought was amazing was in the cycling they had an elimination race I know I watched it too how cool <laughs> yeah, was that I think I, I think I might have seen it before but that was uh, that was pretty balls because that's a part of the what is it it's a part of the Omnium, Omnium. So, so Omnium is how many events I think it's five or six yeah yeah Pretty cool. So basically, for those who didn't watch it and don't know what happens, is basically everyone starts, and every two laps, every two laps, every two laps, the last person gets eliminated. So it's basically last man standing, mm. and it's quite it's quite fascinating because I kind of turn on just after it started because I wasn't really sure why no one was really attacking at the front of each lap. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool, wasn't it? No, I like that. I can't believe track cycling is not a bigger sport. Because there's no money in it. Yeah, but you think as a spectator sport, it's a great TV sport. Mm, mm. You know what I mean? Like you kind of think like it's really entertaining to watch, and yep. you kind of think, well, why wouldn't there be money in it? Because you can mm. easily package TV coverage around it. Yeah, and there are plenty of velodromes around. Yeah, and it's really exciting to watch. Mm. Yeah, opportunity for you, Bevan, be become, become a TV producer. <laughs> you mate, you and you mate Phil Cogan. <laughs> uh, me, me, my best mate. Yeah. Okay, guys, I'm talking proudly brought to you by Athlink Stockholm. This is your networking for endurance athletes. Extreme endurance. Your lactic buffer. And our patrons. And name a few of them. Jobber, who we got here? Mr. Good, William Hunter. Mr. Good. That's a good one there. It is Mr. Good. Okay, where's he going? I've got um, Christopher Little Swan. Christopher Little J. Swain. Little J. What's Little J? Because he was like copying me. He's like turned 40 and he's going through all these things. Okay, Little J. Okay, nice. Ben Popeye Moore. Got Adam. Big snooze, Barsley. Snozzle, big snozzle. Snozzle, what did I say snooze? Got big nose. Oh. And Paul. <laughs> He's got a big nose. <laughs> Sorry, Adam. <laughs> Paul Swindler Tuck. <laughs> Swindler Tuck. Nice. Yeah. Okay, this week's show, we've got some news. We've got a website of the week. But mainly this week, what are we talking about, Jonbo? It's Olympic preview time. The oh. triathlon's coming up. Thursday for you guys in the UK and, and North America. Friday morning, one twenty a.m. for us. It's my birthday on Friday morning. Oh, really? My birthday's Friday, yeah. And yeah. I'm going to get up at one bloody thirty in the morning. Watch Are you? Well, that's committed. Yeah, well, I, don't, I can't. Admittedly, I'm stealing Sky right now. Yes. I'm not stealing. I'm borrowing someone else's Sky. Yeah. And uh, for that reason, I, don't, I can't record it. Well, I can. So I think I'm going to do my first ever trainer session in our lounge. I'm going to record it. What about sweating on the carpet? Well, the, yeah, that is usually an issue, uh, but I'll put a couple of towels down, but we're about to get new carpet through the whole house. Oh, so you can destroy it. So I'm Ooh, not New so carpet st- through the whole house? Yeah, I'm not so stressed about that. What's that costing that. you? Uh, eight and a half grand. Oh, that's not too bad. Eight and a half, nine grand. I've, I, I wangled it down. <laughs> no, I, no doubt about I, it. I worked her over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> you, you worked her over. Did yeah, you back it up? 
<laughs> it's why he got the deal. Okay, uh, we've got some questions and answers. My first try and some patrons at the end. Okay, John Boat news. We've got a few races. Emberman happen now. We did get a lot of few, quite a few emails from people saying the reason Emberman happens on the same day every year. It's a public holiday in France, yes. so we didn't know last week. We were kind of like, why would they do that? And it turns out it's a public holiday. And it's so. actually still underway. Uh, right now, yes. So yeah, there will still be people out on the course. I've just noticed there. Tara Norton raced, uh, oh, really? and she did thirteen twenty nine. So she used to be a Canadian pro athlete. Kate used to come did on. Did she win an Ironman? Um, I wouldn't. I think she probably did. She I was. She, she was certainly good enough to. Yeah, I'm pretty sure um, she did. And then this day, where there's a lot more races, she she was definitely strong enough to do it. She was leading Kona. She quite a good, quite, yeah, that's right. She yeah. just had some bad luck. She had a few crashes and stuff like she that. She have an epicam, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm an Instagram friend of hers. Nice. She's got lots of pictures of her kid. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um, Carrie Lester's fantastic season continues. She had a great race in road and had some great races earlier in the season as well. She only just won close racing, ten hours forty six twenty six. Uh, second place was Charlotte Morel in ten forty eight. 58 so only just over two minutes covering them and Carrie Lester uh, mowed her down on the run so she ran 314 um, taking down her down the other girl down who ran 326 so her splits were 53 swim 632 on the bike and 314 run you would have heard us talked about this last week it is a brutal bike course we go over the Col de Zouard and a whole bunch of other climbing so it is definitely on my uh, bucket list races to go and do. Very cool. Do, what was the one you did in Epic Camp that time? Uh, we did the Olympic distance race right, yeah. at Edinburgh Man, which yep. was and Molina's a legend, isn't he? Quite po- yeah, quite possibly the, the hardest bike course I've ever done in an Olympic distance race. In fact, really? I'd almost say definitely. It was it was amazing, but it was very very tough. So Carrie Lester first, Charlotte Morel second, and not far, far back again was Camille Delinge. So. Good work to all you girls, and uh, there's still plenty out on the course. On the guys' side of things, it was a bit of a domination, not quite a dojo domination, but pretty close, by James Kanema. Actually, no, it was a dojo domination. No, 20 not minutes, quite. isn't it? Yeah, no, he was only 15. Oh, weak <laughs> slacker. <laughs> so James Kanema took it out in 9 hours 35, uh, 49 minutes swim, 5.58 on the bike, and 2.45 run. That's a pretty nice run after that bike course. What was it? 2.45. Not really? Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. impressive, isn't it? Yeah, especially when you're not under un, not under pressure. Oh. Uh, and Is it short? It's not short? I wouldn't have thought so. Yep. It wow. goes up a river as well, so you've got a little bit of a, uh, sort of this river trail, so you've got a little bit of uh, gradient change Are as the well. Olympics on the same day? Uh, yes, it was. Okay. They have a couple of days of stuff. I think they do some other things going on as well. Weekend, they also used to have a... Some, some years they have part of the French... Tri- elite triathlon series, uh, the Grand Prix, French Grand Prix, which is a very, very high standard. Uh, Andre Vitiska um, was second in nine hours, 50, 54. John, and then, hold on, let me, just, let me do third. Uh, Gustavo Rodriguez Inglesias. Why, why aren't there more top French guys in? Because you've always talked about how the French love triathlon, there's lots of racing, and it's kind of a good little in house, kind of in France, kind of. Series and pros come, you know, you went over. Hmm. You know, I'm not sure if it's exactly, you know, you were back in the old days. Back but, in the day. Yeah, but, but, why but they've they? got good depth. They just haven't had that a rock star. I mean, they've got Vincent Louis at the moment, who's, you know, if you take out those top three, he's right there. But they haven't had that 
rock star ever mm. sort of uh, roll along. But they've always had got good guys in the top ten. But yeah, they do lack that that rock star. Just when you you know you talk about the French experience of triathlon, it seems to be pretty positive. As in lots mm. of races, guys can make money. You know, and so you mm. don't really see that kind of filter through to that that top top end. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. They have had no, they've had Olivier Marceau. He won a few world titles. But yeah, I would agree. They haven't had many rock stars who have been totally dominant but they've had lots of very very good athletes they do lack a bit on the female side of things they haven't produced that many good females but the guys at the moment they've got a they've got a couple of good dudes okay so on ember man we've got an interesting email from someone just saying interesting they had an anti-terror plan for ember men six thousand people at the start area tomorrow so certain risks so we can only access transition with an id card we'll get more information about this at the briefing but it is written such that you can only enter transition with an ID, hopefully not during the race. Come out of the swim yeah, without your ID, your ID oh card. God, uh, plus, they make 100% bike controls during the swim, motors on bikes, and locks all bikes. Uh, wait a second, and lock all bikes that are not okay. So, what are they trying to check for? Motors on bikes. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be. It's just crazy. They're, they're just it's pretty much going lockdown. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Okay, so there we go. We had Challenge Regensburg happen over the weekend as well. We did, indeed. my high pitch note there, you And I didn't see, I haven't done a lot of research on the results, but I didn't see Macca's name on there. So I remember last week he was on Torsten's ratings. He was seeded number one, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't actually go and maybe maybe while I'm talking yeah, about this, you go try and find the results. So on the guys' side of things, Jan Raphael took it out uh, in 8 27 uh, from Dr. Chris Fisher, for an 8.31, Matt Muldick in third, 8.39, Sebastian Bleinsteiner, 8.52, and then first age grouper, the 25 to 29 was Constantine Hacker in 8.53. On the girls' side of things, you had Julian Villanher in 9.37 taking down, Eric Jelmore in 9.45, and Sylvia Felt in 9.48. And also we had a Kiwi Tamsin Hayes in fifth place. Nice work, we love the Kiwi action. So Regensburg is uh, is really close to Rote, but we're actually going to be staying there for two nights on our little challenge um, Rote Camp Kiakaha camp and we've still got spaces on that for people who have already got entries into Rote so if you've got an entry you want to come and join us on the camp pop us a note we'd love to have you along uh, so it's a great little city very sounds like a very scenic course and we'll be able to the relay or the full thing well his, his name was down on the full thing but that doesn't mean to say he was necessarily doing it but he may have been a DNF uh, and we'll be able to tell you a bit more about the course after we've done Rote next year but we're going to be doing a, a loop of it on the bike one day so nice work everybody did challenge Regensburg also had the Midnight Man on last weekend and they have a full there they have a half they have a quarter distance race Um, and as we talked about last week it's it's a bit crazy you basically go through the night I think you start at six o'clock and then you essentially finish as the sun comes up the next day Uh, we had Chris Stone take that out in nine hours 54 from Marcin Basinki in 10.11 and Alistair Wides in third in 10.34 and on the girls side of things Rosa Level Hill took it out in 11.47 from Joanne Plumley and Gillian Ackerman only had 29 finishes in that race out of, and then they had uh, 9 DNFs uh, I had a guy racing in the half. Um, we gave him the nickname last week, Projectile, Adrian Projectile. Nice. Um, and he also 
did do a bit of a projectile on the run. Oh, really? Managed to, managed to keep going. Bit of an issue. We've got an email through from William the Cheser Chest Lockwood, and he's just saying, I want to drop a quick note about Midnight Man, uh, which was held last night, Saturday, in Dartford, Kent. Uh, it was a quarter, half, and full Iron Distance options, all starting at 6pm. Iron Distance competitors keep plugging away until 6am or so. It's a lapped course around an industrial estate, which is great in some ways and an absolute bloody nightmare in others, including all three disciplines I passed my hotel an agonising 16 times. That is, that's pretty painful, isn't it? Mm. Passing, you know, past time. But the race is excellent value. I completed the half in 5,033 minutes with my friend uh, Cynthia Fong, uh, who was attempting her first triathlon. Unreal. Well done, Cynthia. You're a rock star. At this point, it was finally back to the hotel to watch Mo Farrow win gold. But my man is sensational value, terrifically well organized, and very, very friendly. I'd recommend it to any Brits listening. Love the show. And thanks for all you do, and keep up the great work. Yeah, it sounds pretty old school. Um, Adrian was saying to me it's, it was pretty hard work to keep going when he was pretty much solo for most of the way. Yep. And on the bike course, you had, I think he, was it nine laps or ten laps he did and a, and a half? So lots of U-turns and some sharp corners and stuff. Um, it just sounds old school, and I think it would be, you probably wouldn't want to have it as your A race of the season, but a good good way to go out there and do a good training day. Just something different. And, and if it's good value, you know, really good opportunity. If you want, they had an aqua bike option. You know, going out there and doing a race organised swim bike. If you had a, a key race coming up, if you're close and it's only you know, relatively moderate entry fee, a good opportunity to go out there and do do a really good race simulation um, in an organised fashion. So nice work, midnight man. Yeah, keep up the good work. Okay, guys, uh, we've got coming up this weekend Ironman Mountain Blanc. Montrem Blanc. Mont-Tremblant. So we keep going on. Is there any races in uh, Canada? And I think we were sort of starting to struggle a little bit, saying you know Whistler might be might be out, but Montrem Blanc is uh, is still going. And last year, you, you keep going on, Bevan. What happened to Jordan Rapp? What happened to Jordan Rapp? And he did actually dominate this race last year. He won it by nearly 20 minutes. So it was almost a dojo domination. He went 8:17 last year and beat Justin Deere and, and Paul Ambrose. He is back to try to defend that title. Um, and it's a good little good little field. You've got uh, Callum Millwood in there, Paul Matthews, um, now Andrew Starkowitz, I thought I saw somewhere on either Facebook or something, he got a crash or got yeah. hit by a bike or, or hit by a car, I'm not, so I'm not quite sure if he's any good. Matt Russell's down there. I'm and pretty sure he's not good. No? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's like, it was like a broken collarbone or something. Uh, well, let me, okay. Okay. Someone sent it through to me, so let me have a look. Matt Russell's down and he was on fire earlier this season. Uh, Victor Del Corral, Roman Guillaume, Eric Limkeman and Paul Ambrose and Chris McDonald. So you got ten good guys there. So I'd expect a pretty good race. We'll see if Callum Millwood can sneak in and maybe get a Kona slot. I'm not sure if any of those others um, want Kona slots or they're going for them. Um, but it's a hundred thousand dollar race um, and two thousand points. So it's got some some reasonable money there in terms of from the Ironman world. And when we go to look at the other races, we see that some of them only have fifty thousand. So um, females, you got Mary Beth Ellis lining up again. Uh, but Carrie List is on the start list, but given she did Embram today, I'd be surprised if she's uh, if she's down. Amanda Stevens, Uli Broom, and Amber Ferreira on the girls' side of things, plus a few others. So. Good luck to you guys in racing Mont-Tremblant. It's a tough little course, very lumpy bike course, um, but at the same time sounds like a beautiful place to be going and racing. So good luck to you guys. On the girls' side of things last year, Mary Beth Alice took it out, so she's looking to come back and get back on the top of the podium. 
Also he's not good. good. He's, he's basically um, struck and dragged under a truck during a ride. He was hospitalised and his injuries are being evaluated. Keep all your prayers. So it's not good. And then on Twitter, he's got... Is he going to bugger off? Um, he's obviously got an operation because someone's put his face on the game operation. Um, <laughs> uh, but there's a picture of him. Look at that. He's not looking, not looking flash. Uh, his neck and a brace and stuff. Yeah. So not exactly sure what's happened to him, but good luck, Andrew, because obviously it's a horrible thing to have to go through. Dragged mm. under a truck. Mm. <sighs> Uh, I mean, Copenhagen is this weekend as well. It's a male-only pro race, so $50,000. So I guess it is the same as, uh, as Mont-Tremblant if you divide the prize, prize, fair, prize purse in half. Uh, this is going to be an interesting one because you've got Andreas Raylert racing. Uh, he's been played with um, injuries this season. Uh, he's got enough points to get to Kona. He's just got to validate somewhere, so we don't need to see him going out there and spanking it. And you'd really think this close to Kona, hopefully he won't. I think it's only about... F- what? Where are we now? Where are uh, oh, no, no, 15th, 16th of August. Yeah, probably. I guess probably six, six or seven. Probably six or seven weeks, maybe eight weeks eight to, weeks, to yeah. Kona. You kind of hope he's not going to go out there and spank it. He really does does just need to finish. But he is uh, seeded number one, uh, predicted to come in at seven fifty nine twelve. Not bad. I don't think I've ever seen that on Torsten's ratings before. Of somebody expecting to come in that that quickly. But is, he's reg- he's maybe Brent McMahon because he's had like surely when, when Frodo did wrote. Yeah, maybe Frodo is as well. Yeah, when Frodo did right, he would have him under eight hours. Mm. For sure. Because what did he end up doing? 7.30 something, <sighs> five or something. Should know that. We should know that off by heart, the, work, the current world record. We really should. Uh, Andreas Raleigh at 7.59.12. Got uh, other guys there. Patrick Nielsen. Old Brownie, Cameron Brown, is predicted to come over there. This must be a smoking hot course because Brownie's predicted to come in at 8.10. So last year we had uh, Gilhelm Monarchio take it out in 8.14. Bunch of, Andreas Nedra got third last year, and he's about bloody fifty. So, um, <laughs> so maybe the last year's field, but the course. Let's see the course record. Previous winners: Tim Burkle, eight oh seven. Tim Burkle, eight eleven. Aaron Farlow, eight twelve. I'm picking there's going to somebody's going to smash this race record this uh, this time around. Daniela Reef went eight fifty three there in 2014. Michelle Vesterby won last year. Uh, on the girls' side of things. We don't have a female prey race, so the girls won't go very fast at all in this one. Okay, we've also got Ironman Sweden coming up, and uh, Kirsten Moller is looking pretty. Natasha Badman. So this is the female-only prize um, yeah, so this sort of race? Obviously the European version of what happens in America. It's because it's got two races in the same weekend, pretty close proximity, but yeah, pretty small f- um, pro field. Yeah. You've only got 11 on the list, and that probably means there'll probably only be about eight of them maybe start. So yeah, pretty, pretty thin pickings there. Really thin pickings, isn't it? Mm, so Considering you, it's the only female race, because in America these races do tend to draw mm. bigger fields in the respected sex. So it's interesting that this is the case. Mm. Last mm. year, on the girls' side of things, taking it out was Astrid Steinen from Germany in nine twelve, from Camilla Lindholm and Mitty Peterson Mose. So yeah, these races we've got coming up. Kona time, not many people seem to be racing outside of uh, doing some 70.3s. Also coming up this weekend, we've got the Hard Man in, the Kala- hard man. in Kalani in Ireland. You've got Hits Twin Cities. You've got the Polska Man in Poland. You've got the Triathlon Estonia, and funnily enough, in Estonia. And the A1 Triathlon in Russia. And the Italian Italy Man in Lake Como. Well, that'd be a nice place to go and race. Uh, and my Titanium Peasant Man triathlon Bodoscu in Poland and that's about it a lot of racing going on this weekend 
What's, what's the last time I mean you were talking about here, John? Is it Canada? On your notes here, you got uh, not WTC, and then you know, you got Ironman CDA. I mean, Cord Lane. So it's oh. a not non-pro race, so I wasn't gonna. Oh, okay. Don't give it. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck to everybody <laughs> racing Cord Lane. No pros racing, so you mean nothing to us. You mean nothing to us. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. We we'll have to see if you do Cord Lane. We want to know what the experience is like. Let us know. Yes. It's the DLEO. Okay, Jombo, other news, Legends of Triathlon. We've got, what's this? Uh, we've got a, uh, a suit to sell, have we? We've got a swim skin, so all you guys are getting ready for Kona or if you're doing any races that uh, that require a, P, uh, a swim skin, you're going to be looking super hot, super fast in the PZT um, 4X. So keep checking onto our Facebook page. We'll have a link. We'll also have a link on imtalk.me. Auction goes for, for a week and you can be smoking hot. So thanks to Blue 70. Mm. It was the first suit out in Kona last year when Dylan McNeese came out first in the swim. So Facebook and our page. Yes. Okay, make sure you send it through to me. Okay, uh, Jumbo, we've got a new series that's been kind of popular in the last period of time, this whole idea of swim run. Um, and it's becoming, it was funny, I was talking to a guy the other day and he's saying and where he is, it's, it's like the new big thing. Mm. It's what everyone's really getting into is the swim run, which is kind of ironic really because when we think about triathlon, often the limiter is the swim, mm. you know, so, but obviously for people who do triathlon, this is something that's really appealing and you just got a link here to USA slash or dash swimrun.com and it's just talking a little bit about what they're doing. Yeah, so I had our um, uh, age group of the week last week, John Duda, yep. and another girl that I coach um, over there doing it at the weekend and they said it was fantastic. Really? Uh, also had an email. I haven't been able to find the results for it yet, so maybe I'll try and do that last week. Their website doesn't doesn't seem to have them. Um, also had another guy racing over there, and he's done a fair, fair amount of sort of endurance racing, Ironmans and what have you, and having a chat to him yesterday, he said it was fantastically well organised. It was hard to get into, so you've got to do it as a team of two. And, uh, and you have to do it together. got to do it together. And you can't just... distance? Um, well, the winners took... Four hours and fifteen minutes. Oh, or was that wow. my? Was that my guy? Took four hours fifteen minutes. Maybe it was my guy. It was something like that. So it's it's sort of four to six hours. So you're out there for for a long time. Standard was pretty high, but uh, he was telling me that they they just did a fantastic job putting it all on. They did really good communication through social media, etc., leading up to the race. So you kind of knew what was going on uh, after the race. He said they had lobster and stuff in terms oh, of really? um, and salads and really good food. Um, one thing he was saying that. The the lack of he wanted some memorabilia, you know. You go along at Ironman races, you can buy your Ironman yeah. T-shirt and stuff, saying I've done this. You see, that was one area where they could have done better, but, but so it was a, a m- missed opportunity for merchandise. Uh, he said he got like one thing that he thought was uh, it was six about for them it was about sixty percent swimming and forty percent running. So. You know, more swimming than running, which is very odd for a for well, a triathlon. Course, I've just got the course map in front of me here. It's quite cool because basically it's over these little kind of islands, mm. and you're swimming from one. So you got you run for a few k's, swim over to the next island, run through that island, swim over to the next island, run, swim, run, swim to the finish. So yeah, so pretty good. So okay, let's look at the legs. Okay, so the first leg is a 1.2 mile run. Then you swim 500 yards. Then you run, it looks like it's about another five, maybe four or five miles. Then you swim, oh, they haven't got the swim in that section. So, yeah, yeah. so you're probably swimming, oh, it's not that clear. But it's, it looks pretty you, fascinating. You're just going from swim run, swim run, all, all the way through the day. Yeah. Um, so he said it took them four hours, 19 um, 
with probably only an hour 45 or less of running. So he said course, course briefings were, were amazing. Um, they had a great deal of Facebook and Twitter action, plus about uh, a week out they did a Periscope broadcast. Then the actual race briefing was extremely well and informative. Um, so yeah, he said it overall was fantastic. You've got to remember when you do these races, if you haven't seen it before, you're doing them in a wetsuit. You've got what, a sort of a vest over the top of that wetsuit, you know, your race vest. You got to, uh, Most people carry a pool boy. You can do it with paddles as well. Uh, so if you're interested in finding out a bit more, go back and listen Running to the interview. Running in a wetsuit. Yeah, but you have it cut. A lot of them have it cut off at the knees, and you often have your arms cut off as well. So, um, yeah, Still. it's going to be really interesting to see if it does take off. From a race organizer's point of view, I would love to be able to put one on. Um, he said they had the coast guard with them, pretty much shadowing them for a lot of the swims. Um, so, yeah, I think it'd be really cool. It's something I'd like to do. Yeah, very interesting. Okay, um, okay. We also have Ironman gear. I'm Talk gear is about to be shipping. John, yes. So all you guys that ordered some of our fancy new I'm Talk gear is being shipped. I think it was shipped yesterday, actually. So it's coming oh, your wow, way so it's, pretty it's, soon. It's about to go. And for you guys that missed out, we'll do another order before Christmas. So maybe uh, if you want to get some Christmas presents for people, um, look out for that. It's looking really cool though. So if you want to get some new cool gear, check it out. We also got a special from the World Trial triathlonstore.com and they were the guys that um, made the gear up for us they, because the olympics are on this week if you go on to worldtriathlonstore.com um, use the promo code imtalk16 you get a 16 percent discount on team wear by using that promo code it's only for this week and next week which is either side of the the triathlon um, so also if you've got a club or anything like that and you want to get your, your full range of gear like what we did um, go check them out it's available for clubs events corporates uh, coaches camps free design free bulk delivery low minimums and no touch service boost your global profile within the store and be featured on our social media channels and you can reopen you know open and close your store whenever you need to so check it out well, and it takes like to be honest we've, we've dealt with them mainly john's mainly dealt with them this time but it takes a lot of work out of it, doesn't it? Because normally, like the stuff we've done in the past, has been quite yeah. a bit of work. This time, you kind of just went to them and said, "Here's what we want." Yeah, normally, you know, I would, you, there's lots of places you can get custom gear done, but you've got to get the order, then you've got to send it off to them, you've got to pay all the money up front, you've got to design it, then you've got to collect the money, and then you've got to get it back, and then you've got to send it out yourselves. So with this, you just go, "This is what we want." Everybody just goes on, and they pay themselves, and it gets shipped to them directly. So you basically don't have to do anything other than confirm the designs and what have you. So good service, and they've got look, what's really cool in there at the moment. The, the, the gear that they've got is they've sort of got these generic really cool black jerseys and then on the shoulder of each one you can basically have your country flag oh, so cool. they're really good if you're going to international events and stuff is uh, just a way for you to identify yourself as a Kiwi an Aussie a POM whatever it might be um, it's got your flag on every, sho- every shoulder so uh, check it out World Triathlon Store and remember use the promo code IAMTALK16 if you use it this week or next week either side of the triathlon and then you get a 16% discount just a quick Olympics update. What what have been your highlights? New Zealand aren't going that well. Yeah, team. I've got a lot of low lights. Yeah, New right Zealand now. aren't going that well. We came we came into this Olympic with some high expectations. A little bit too. I was high. listening to Tony Vich the weekend beforehand. He's talking twenty six medals. We're currently about eight. I'm not sure how many. You got two golds and about six silvers. People are picking eleven golds. Like, that ain't happening. We've got two so far. Yeah. We've probably got another. Yeah, and the traditional sports where we thought would go really well. So, rugby sevens, we thought we had a pretty good chance of at least getting one gold. Mm. We got a silver, and the men's were just abysmal. Mm. And then um, rowing, we did okay, but not as good as what we had. Track cycling hasn't gone as well as we hoped. 
horse racing or horse equestrian mm. and stuff like that we often kick some butt and we didn't do we, we had a real we were in gold medal and the guy just had a disastrous last run it's a bit heartbreaking isn't it John it is it's a bit heartbreaking we've still yeah. got a bit of potential in front of us so um, we're still better above our league for the size of our country but it's still not I like so far um enjoyed watching the 100 metres I really enjoyed that um yeah it was awesome wasn't it that Gatlin didn't win that was good it was amazing. What's amazing about Bolt is how much his top end speed is mm. because he's had a bad start and in, in like a 30 metre block, he just ran through the field. Yeah. Like he, he's a freak, isn't he? Mm. And that 400 yesterday was pretty good. I, uh, I didn't see that. South African yeah. one from lane eight. Set a new world record, beat Michael Johnson's world record. Yeah. 1999. That's a and, long time. And was, the kind of, was it a surprise? Like, does it make you think drugs? It's a problem. Uh, and I think he's been around for a while. Oh, okay. Um, and he's been sort of touted as a potential champion, but to win from lane eight is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, I don't oh, know. Oh, Leaky's swimming in the 800. Did you see that? I didn't watch a lot of swimming. I watched swimming on and off. Her swim, and her swim in the 800 oh, yeah. was ridiculous. Mm, there's another disappointment for us. We had the girl who was probably, she, she almost Should've definitely would have got a medal, but she was ill. So. But she talked herself out of it. Right? She was she was a really good case of sports psychology because you watched her in any interview going into the Olympics and she'd already talked herself out of it. Mm. And she didn't even make the final and she's the kind of athlete who should have made the final at least. Yeah. Um, what about you? John, uh, what have I loved the most? I did love the 100 metres. Um, I did watch a lot of the swimming. I love Phelps. I think the highlight for me was, was so far has been the road cycling. That was awesome. Oh, really? I said mm. I missed the road cycling. Mm. Yeah, I'm loving the track cycling. I think it's pretty exciting. And New Zealand boys to get pipped at the line was a bit heartbreaking. In the hockey? Oh, no, in, in, the, in the track cycling. Oh, I didn't actually see that. Wigan's team in the track cycling, did you see that? Mm. OMG. Mm. They were amazing, man. Mm. They, they, I think they broke three real records if you ride their head. Yeah. Just just fantastic, man. The Olympics rock. Mm. I'm glad this doesn't happen all the time. Yes. Because I wouldn't have a life. I would not function. Okay, guys, sponsor. Extreme Endurance. If you're getting old and creaky like Bevan and I. Well, I am coming up 39 this week. Yeah. You're 40. Oh, you when you're 40 I'm next year. 40. Oh, you're 40. Of course you're you are. You're 40 in France. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting on I'm that I'm still in my 30s, mate. I'm still waiting on that present. Um, joint four, the only thing to lose is your pain. Oh, he's giving me a... a, a a, a separator thingy for you. That you bought. Yeah, that I bought. <laughs> um, it's, it's a joint four. If you're getting achy and getting sore joints, joint four is a scientifically based formula of four proven ingredients that support the nutrition of joint synovial fluid, cartilage, and connective tissue. The unique formula has been easing the pain of so many for almost 20 years. So go check it out, guys. If you're getting a bit achy, check out. Uh, joint four. Remember to use the promo code IMTalk10 to get 10% discount off, and that's on the dot com and the dot um, the the Euro sites as well. So the Euro dot whatever it is. Uh, dot EU. Yeah, but dot, there's got dot co dot UK. All the European sites you can use this as well. So use the promo code IMTalk10, and we also while you're there, check out their clothing range. They've got some cool X endurance clothing. And if you're going to be over in Kona, um, I'll have, I should have some samples with me over there. So we're going to try to make a little spot where we're going to be at Ironman time. And hopefully it'll be at the Blue 70 booth or something like that. Um, you can come along, meet the boys, and also get yourself a little sample of Extreme Endurance. But if you're not on it and you're going to Kona, get your head checked because I guarantee it will give you that nice little boost and it'll help your recovery as well. John, mm. you're, you're in 40, you're in your 40s now. Yeah. <laughs> Are you noticing anything of ageing yet? Because this next 10 years is kind of where you start to... Well, my hair's going grey. Are you? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah gonna be, are you going to do anything about it or are you going to be a silver no, surfer? I'll be a silver surfer. Nice, I can't wait to yeah. see you. I haven't gone great yet. Yeah. Quite lucky over here. Are you sure about that? Yeah, no, I haven't. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I look every day. There. I, little, I check every hair every looking day. A little, looking a little ginger. <laughs> I'm ginger. When I start to grow my facial hair, I get a couple of ginger. Yeah. 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 Uh, not really noticing much aging. Yeah, but the main thing is, is uh, just I need to be doing more yoga and stuff. That's what probably concerns me the most is I'm not Body care work. looking after myself in terms of the flexibility and I'm nowhere near as flexible as I used to be. And that's a bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. But at this stage, no drama, it's just getting slower generally. But, that's, but is that more of a time that's, reflection? That's a case of not doing, the, not doing the training, not necessarily aging. Yeah, so. but it will be interesting because this next period of your life, mm-hmm. now there's two things. A, we get much better understanding about how to maintain performance as we age because mm-hmm. science and kind of understanding is improving but you know like we, this next 10 years is in theory is where we you know we start to experience that slowdown so it'll be really mm. interesting to see what that's like especially for people yeah for, for guys that have been doing it forever doing it forever yeah. you do slow down for people that are new to the sport if you're going into your 40s and 50s you can keep improving significantly for a long time for, for a long time mm. for a good 10 years Ten years. Mm. Okay, John. Last week's discussion was a good one. We basically asked. We had a, things you do not say to triathletes. So, mm. Richard, uh, Richard Swan, Speedwalker Swan. I hate it when people say, "Oh, Jimmy Smith did coast to coast or or another event when they only did it as part of a team." Okay, so, so I got a funny story about this one. There's a guy I know, John, and you actually know him as well. Uh, I'm not sure if you're a big fan of this person. And he did Coast Coast eight times. And you knew that because on the back of his car, he had the sticker and he added the year. So the sticker would get higher every year. Yeah. He only ever did the bike and like the, he only did the, the teams thing. And uh, I always felt that was a little bit of a... Yeah. yeah. stickers on the car? So people trying to pass off team participation as individual glory. Secondly, comments while racing such as not far to go or looking good or almost there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. I try to be constructive with my feedback when I'm telling people on, on the course, you know, give them a little technique tip or something like that. Because it usually is a little but, way to But go. I think, Rich, I think I get your first one. I think you're being a bit harsh on the second one because yes. you've got to remember most people who are coming to the sport and watching the sport know nothing about sport and all they're doing is saying, hey, I'm supporting Trying you. to help you out. Yeah, so Richard, you know, give them some love. Yes. Good old Scott Ashworth. Scott, when chasing someone who has never done a triathlon in their life, especially about Ironman distances, and they proceed to tell you, oh, sorry, when chatting to somebody, uh, and they proceed to tell you that they were able to do two of the legs, easy, e.g. the swim and the bike, but they'd struggle with one leg on the run. No, trust me, none of them are easy. <laughs> Joseph Mulhall, uh, you've done an tri- Ironman triathlon? You should try Tough Mudder. That's really hard. <laughs> and there was another one there as well from Ian Gillen. As uh, I've done Tough Mudder, a Tough Mudder race. I could do an Ironman. Is that'll be easier? Yeah. Sure, pal. Lucy Francis, uh, you must be so fit. When someone finds out that I do an Ironman and what the distances are, I know it's supposed to be a comp- compliment, but it just makes me want to thump them. Imagine if she did it. Just uh, boom, boom, <laughs> uh, Christine Grinder McKinlay, have you done that race in Hawaii? If not, why not? It'd be a great place to do a race. <laughs> oh, Matt Morgan, keep going, nearly there. The hard bit's over is when you, uh, where is your, is your number? That reminds me of this park run I did. We can't get to the part for your bike in time. We can't afford it. Your flight is cancelled. We don't know where your luggage is. The tide has turned early. The wind has peaked at three hours. All those types of things. Uh, John Ballard, um, are, you an, are you an idiot? Actually, at least I respect that one more than some of the others listed. Okay, Ben uh, Colborough, I have a few. 
What is a triathlon? That's interesting. Oh, you so you've done Hawaii. <laughs> it must be frustrating for a lot of people. How was your running event, e.g. marathon? Uh, did you win it? That's not possible. How can you carry your food? What's it like just to eat gels? What happens when you've got to go to the toilet? Adam Bamford, um, when climbing out of the water, applicable to men only, looks cold in there. <laughs> mm. Nice. Christopher, Christopher Dorian, uh, are you still doing triathlons like it's a phrase? Nice. Good old Pete Colson's got, uh, are you a vegan? H- have you thought about CrossFit? <laughs> Did you beat Gordon Ramsay? <laughs> mm. That's all I got, Bevan. Um, you do that for fun? Oh, so I'm in London. It's quite good. Oh, yeah, John, what's, what's yours? Probably my worst one would be post-race when people congratulate you or somebody else on having a great race. Well done. That was fantastic. When you've clearly gone really shit. It's like, dumb. I'm all into finding something positive well, you, part I of the day. I think you need to put some context on this one because I think you need to go... For people who know the sport. Yes. Because yes. some people don't know, yep. don't have a clue. Yep. And whatever you do, they think it's Comments great. on Facebook and things like that from people who are triathletes. That's pretty obvious they had a crap race saying, great race, well done. Like, no, you had a crap race. Is that what you put? No. Crap I, race, I, I, disappointed. No, I'd put, great swim bike. <laughs> <laughs> They're back end of Yeah, great. Um, <laughs> what about that run? <laughs> yeah, run looked tough. Empathise with them rather than, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's probably one thing that bugs me I wonder it's totally gone out of my head oh do you know what this isn't so much triathlon oh, hey babe, Joe's been running. this isn't so much triathlon related the one that used to always do my head in mm. is when you get people who, who aren't cyclists or have used a speedo and they look at the speedo once and they think they can mm. average like 40k's an hour mm-hmm. and they go and you go, oh, you go oh, what's, what's your average speed and you go oh you know no, I mean, maybe it's 34 yeah. and they go oh I can average 40k an hour yeah. <laughs> no you can't Dreaming, <laughs> you're dreaming, and then they think they just they just don't uh, they don't get it, and it's a little bit frustrating when you get someone like that because they don't give you the respect. You 34 k's an hour is pretty tough for five hours, especially on Kiwi roads, and you know, and those people are like, oh yeah, no, I I, get, I once got up to 60 k. And I'm like, no, you didn't. You're dreaming. Yeah, you're yeah. dreaming. Uh, one I used to always get, always get from people in the fitness industry was, uh, are you better in bed because of triathlon? <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately my answer was always no because you're so yeah, tired exactly yeah but they thought that, that maybe endurance athlete meant bum chicka bum yeah <laughs> but apparently not apparently not okay John but this Did week's oh. oh sorry you got yep this week's discussion this week's discussion John it's a big week the Olympics are up I'm getting up at one thirty on my birthday to watch your triathlons <laughs> it's my birthday present to myself I, I arranged that for for, um, for the Olympics so I said can you, you, wrote, just, you wrote to them my birthday, birthday present to Bevan can you just just swiggle that well schedule? it's good John because you know what that means I get a bigger birthday, mm-hmm. you know, because normally what you're up from, I wake up at like five in the morning through to about nine at night, whereas I'm going to be up at one thirty through to nine. My, fa- my father-in-law ne- nearly missed his birthday this year. Cause How do you miss your birthday? Because they were supposed to be going to Hawaii and then he was going to be leaving the day before his birthday, oh, Hawaii right. time, and then flying back and completely missing that day. Mm. But they didn't go because my mother-in-law got sick. Uh, insurance? Let's put on some music. Some, there's a medal ceremony jingle or something like that. Oh, wait a second. So, no, this week's discussion. Your picks for the Olympics. Your picks for the Triathlon. Olympics. you got to get it done before the show. Now, you've got to get it done before my birthday mm-hmm. because it's pretty important. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to say happy birthday, feel free. Now, for birthday presents, John, mm-hmm. what do I want for my birthday? Under $5 presents? Yeah, I'm not very good. Are you, are you hard to buy for? Yes. Yeah. What, is, what, do you, what did you get for your birthday? Um... Just sort of a belt and a wallet 
and those are the two main things. I think nothing crazy. My trip was to, to France. That was my birthday. Yeah. What are you giving me for my birthday, babe? Surprise. It's a surprise. Yeah. Uh, yep. I think it's so a piano stool because I did drop hints for a piano stool. So, you know, yeah, I don't really want anything for my birthday. Because I got everything. I got everything. I got love, John. Gosh. And when you got love, you need nothing else. You got the Olympic triathlon. France is currently losing to Denmark, twenty-four, twenty-two in the handball. Just for an update, Ooh. team. I know you're pretty excited about it. You want to put some music on and yeah. an Olympic theme? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Ceremony. Here we go. Special, Jonbo. I tell you what, who needs to watch the coverage on the internet? Who needs to watch what's happening at the Olympics by those pommy commentators who are flirting with each other the whole time? Or who's got a skirt <laughs> up too high? Who needs to watch American coverage where they have too many ads? Because oh, yeah. this, this is what I'm hearing about what's other countries' internet coverage. Our Olympic coverage is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. Because you're paying for it, obviously. They do have a free-to-ear one. Mm. On Prime, even that's very good, and even that doesn't have too many ads. Mm. Although I haven't watched a huge amount of it, but our coverage here is pretty great. The, the Sky puts on, especially when you're not paying for it, it's <laughs> on great coverage. But apparently, the Yanks it, it does people heads, and they just put ads in galore, mm-hmm. and uh, it can be a little bit frustrating. And uh, yeah, it's apparently it's a couple of pommies who are flirting pretty big. Loving the Olympics. Not loving the the post race interviews. I'm just getting so sick. Oh, of Oh, that's where Sky lacks. Uh, yeah, they just. Uh, I think. I think they're only allowed to ask certain questions because they're all asking, "What is this going to mean for your family back home? What is this going to? How, how are think, you feeling?" But sometimes like, I think, like, come on, for, we only see New Zealand interviews, don't we? And gen- and the generic ones. Yeah, because the New Zealand ones. I was watching one yesterday and it was pretty poor. Mm. And but I sometimes wonder if they've got people who don't know the sport asking the questions. Mm. You know, because it, you're just kind of. Uh, yeah, I just want to just be a bit more specific. Anyway, other than that, it's awesome. And the triathlon is coming up, as we said. So Thursday time in Brazil uh, for the men, and then Sun Saturday for the females. Oh, oh what have I done here? What have I, I done don't here? No, Bevan, you I don't know what crazy. I've done. John, what have I done? Music going everywhere. This is a good song. It's deep and in my feet. Okay, that's our copyright gone. So you have 15 seconds. 15 seconds. Yeah, I've got 15 seconds. Okay. So Jumbo. The cool thing about triathlon at the Olympics is it's the marquee event. You know, I know a lot of people get frustrated with sports at the Olympics where this isn't their pinnacle. Golf, for example, mm-hmm. has been quite criticised because A, golf hasn't really embraced the Olympics. B, it's not their pinnacle event. Mm. Tennis, I don't know, tennis like Andy Murray winning yesterday, was, I watched a bit of that game, yeah. it was pretty epic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do think like Murray's over the moon to win the gold, um, which I'm sure Justin Rose and the golf was as well. But, uh, but you know, for triathlon... This is the event that defines your career. Mm. You know, you can win a world championship nowadays, all good, but the Olympics. And for national organisations, it's a key thing as well. All their money for most organisations comes on four-year cycles and you're judged by your results at the Olympics. You get a medal there, you're sweet. You don't get one, you get, in New Zealand at least, your money's probably going to be trimmed. Before we start, can you name every Olympic champion? Yes. Here we go. I love this stuff. John's so good at it. Here so we go. 2000. Back from the start. 2000 is Simon Whitfield and Bridget McMahon. Oh, a few drugs on that one. <laughs> uh, 204, that was Athens, wasn't it? So that's pretty easy. It's Hamish Carter on the guys' side. <laughs> yeah. And. Um, Who are the girls? Oh. Kate Allen. Oh, Kate Allen. John, we, 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 we done, we've completed the show. <sighs> oh, now we're a few minutes ahead and unfortunately stopped recording. So we're back. So we're 2004, what was after that? Uh, the, 
2008 was location was Beijing and we had Emma Snowsill take out the girls from I think Vanessa Fernandez and I'm pretty sure there's another Aussie on there maybe Emma Moffat maybe was it a dojo domination we'll find out a fact about that later on oh back in uh, and then on the guys side of things we had Fredino take it out from Whitfield and Bevan Doherty was that close Again, we'll have that fact later on. Okay. All the guys' races have been very close. Yeah, that was a sprint finish. And that was when Gomez um, bombed out and uh, finished fourth place. Mm. And he was really should have, it was expected to win mm. that race. And then 2012, we had Brownlee, Gomez Brownlee. And that's when we had the sprint finish between Spirig and Lisa Norton. Who got third? That's a good question for that one. Who was the, who was the, who was the Swedish girl? She was. No, she was first. She was second. Uh, second. She's, it was a sprint finish between Norton and Spirig. Is that a Pomegill? I have a feeling it might have been Erin Dencham, the Australian. Pretty okay. sure it was. Okay. And then now we've got 2016. Um, so the, they had a test event in, in Brazil last year. It was a bit of an odd one because it wasn't part of the World Triathlon Series and there was no ranking points or anything like that. So it was but, just to have a, have a day out. Yeah, but they got a good running field. I'm sure there must have been money. I would assume so, but a lot of um, a lot of nations use it as a as a selection race, so there was a lot of pressure to go down there and, and do well. We'll have a couple of links to those as the video clips done by ITU. These sort of five minute clips, YouTube clips for the men's and women's race on imtalk.me, or you can find them on YouTube. Um, but we thought it'd be really useful to go through the course, so it'd hopefully make you guys a bit more informed when you're watching it. Some of you guys might just be in the Ironman world and not really watch much uh, ITU triathlon. You will have heard us talk a bit about this, but you may not be. Over, overly familiar with the format, the course, etc. So, the swim. The swim. So, swim is a sea swim. A sea swim. Non wetsuit swim, at least you'd expect so, because it's pretty bloody hot in Brazil. And it was a non wetsuit swim there earlier when they had the test event. Um, it's a sea swim, which means in this venue, it could be some waves. It's almost definitely going to be at least some chop, which is going to hopefully break things up a little bit. But the waves could be really interesting because um, it can make or break the end of the, the end of the swim. You catch a little wave in, and you're away, and it can make you know, a good 10, 15 seconds difference, which is easily enough to get a breakaway going. So we're going to see those that are skillful at this doing really well, and some of them who are not so skillful maybe uh, struggling a bit. So it's a long run into the swim, which is key part number one. So you've really got to do some good wading. And in the test event, some girl pulled her calf uh, 10 metres into the swim, into the run, and she was all over Rover. And then coming out of the swim, uh, again, really another skill set, Bevan. <laughs> So we talked about we were killing it earlier. We were we, killing it. We were it's killing it. Hard it's hard. So, so what we were saying earlier was that someone like Andrew Hewitt, who actually has a surf tri background, mm. where she was doing some of the okay, Uncle Toby's kind of stuff. You know, there could be a real advantage in the swim because mm. nowadays in the ITU they don't have a lot of wave swims, as in swims where you're going to be dealing with waves a lot, and a lot of them lake swims or calm water in the, in the ocean. Whereas if this one here, now for those Australians and New Zealanders who watch that kind of surf tri, if you watch surf tri swimming. A guy can be at the back of the race, catch a wave, and yeah, win the race. Right. Like yeah. it, it's massive, and in this race here, 
John thinks that the waves could come up. Yeah, with well, some of the footage of the Coco Cabana Beach, and they may have the triathlon in a slightly more sheltered area because they didn't have big waves last time. But some of those waves rolling in look pretty impressive, so it could be a, a real game changer. Yeah, and so if you are an athlete who knows how to use that to your advantage, and as John was saying earlier when we recorded, um, sometimes if you fall off the back of the wave, then mm. that's a massive disadvantage mm. to you. And so, in some ways, I kind of, in some ways, it frustrated me about that sport because you kind of think it doesn't necessarily. It's sometimes a bit of a fluke. Mm. you know when you watch the surf try stuff the Uncle Toby stuff but at the same time that's just the deal and so in some ways I kind of would like it to be there in this race because I think mm. it adds an interesting dynamic to the race it is so hard to catch waves when you are you're on the river yeah. and you've got to pick it up and then you've got to hold your body the key to catching waves for people who haven't done a lot of beach showing oh, you've got to get your body waves. you've got to get your body to be really rigid once you're on that wave and really hold it nice and strong like you're a surfboard and uh, and be nice and streamlined so yeah that's going to be a really interesting part of the race I reckon that's one of the best feelings in the world mm. when you when you catch a me to the point where you're running out of breath at the end of it yeah that is and you kind of wake up you know you stand up and your mates are way back yeah that is when you're running buzz, down that yeah, way it's, it's awesome. awesome I love that so one, when, when they start the swim, you'll be, you may be wondering how it all, all happens. With the ITU races, the ITU series, is there's a big big blue carpet and there's a big white line, start line, and then you'll see it all sort of segregated into little um, partitions, so a bit, bit like a running lane of a, a running race. And how it works in the ITU is highest-ranked athletes basically get to go and choose where they want to stand, and the lower ranked you are, you get sort of last last positions. So it could be the Brownleys might decide that the left end of the race is, race start is the best place to be, or the right end, or the middle, or whatever. Um, usually you find that they go to the outsides just so they've got a bit more clearer space in terms of the top-ranked athletes. But it's always interesting to see them running down, and you'll be going, why the hell is this person going here and here? It basically is you run down there, and if you're the higher-ranked athlete, you're first down there, you get to choose where you want to go. I'll assume they will do the, do the same here, but it may be a little bit different with, with ITU. It may be pre-drawn positions or something like that. <clears throat> it's a one-lap swim, um, which means there's less corners for things to get um, spread Probably won't out. break up as much. No, probably won't break up. You, you made that point before, Bevan. <laughs> Thanks, mate. So in, in a lot of ITU races, they, they do two laps, and what you find with that is each time you come into a, a buoy turning, the, the middle part of the race really starts to bunch up and the front guys are around that corner and, and they're away. It can spread out into a much longer sort of single file line after you've been around a few few of the cans. Um, and this one is going to be a really long stretch probably to the first. Boy, how far do you reckon it'll be, Bevan? Probably about five 600 metres myself. Yeah. Just, you know, I haven't, I haven't looked at the course, but I just think probably <laughs> five 600 metres. Uh, and so chances are that might help it stay together a little bit more. But the fact it's going to be non-wetsuit, might be some waves and some chop, plus it's a reasonable run into the course, hopefully things will, will break up in the swim, because that's what you want. Coming out of the swim, you want to have these different packs going mm. and seeing if people so can, can get away rather than just one big pack. So what are we thinking? What are you thinking with the swim, John? Like, who, who's going to come out fastest? Who's going to be dropped a little bit? What, what, what are your predictions? So Richard Varga is, is typically the fastest swimmer um, out there, and he's from Slovakia, I think. And then you have a South African by the name of Henry Schumann, who's, who's usually right up there, and there's a few others. It's re- the key thing to watch for is where the Brownleys come out, and whether or not they can get a, a smallish group on the front away of anywhere between sort of uh, five to, to ten guys. If they get away, it's the fir- over, isn't it? first K of the bike, <clears throat> the second group, 
won't catch them. It might not be a gigantic lead. What we saw in London was Brownleys and Gomez and that got away. I can't remember how big that group was. It wasn't massive, but they didn't put massive big time into the second group. But the second group had to work so hard just to hold the gap that they were just as tired when they got off the bike. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if the same thing happens again. Is that if they get away and the second group works hard, but they just can't close the gap, but they have to work so hard that it doesn't really matter. They're all working as hard as each other. Remember London and how much Brownlee just kept attacking on the bike? Mm. And you just thought, this guy's an axe because most people would go, oh, don't take too much of a risk. You know, I'm, I'm, I know I'm a great runner. You mm. know, I'll just get off the bike, win the run race. Mm. And he just kept pushing it, eh? God, mm. it was, that, that was... It has to be one of the most impressive triathlons of all oh, time. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he was he was the business. He just he was just like guns out all day, wasn't he? Yeah. God, that was impressive. So where the brownies are is going to be key, and then also the two other contenders for medals, but a weaker swimmers is uh, Maria Mola, who's a dude from Spain, and he is uh, he he could match the brownies on the run. Um, match or better? He could match them. He potentially could better them. Yeah. Alistair Brownie. If he's on form, probably not. But it's certainly one of the other Brown, uh, the Jonathan. He definitely can match him, and has beat him a number of times. And Richard Murray. And Richard Murray. He's a, he's a weaker swimmer even still, and he's coming back from a broken collarbone. But he has shown some pretty impressive form since he's been back. Um, he's going to be even further back. But he's an axe on the bike as well. Oh, okay. So. Where those two well, you are, you need groups on the bike, don't you? Yeah. You be next on the bike, but you're in a bad group. You're mm. screwed, don't you? And he's he's done that before. He's smashed the bike, managed to bridge up, but it's taken so much out of him. So key thing is, where are the Brownleys? Where's Mola? Where's Murray? And are the Brownleys going to be able to get that group away at the front? If they do, almost guaranteed it's race over. So the, the girls' side of things could be really interesting because we've seen in this year um, a number of girls them get away in the swim and and get a, a pack away. Um, there's there's no real standouts like the the Brownleys that are really good swimmers and they'll they'll definitely get away and then it's it's race over. Gwen Jorgensen is swimmers improved massively and she's normally there or thereabouts. There or thereabouts coming out of the swim. She hasn't had many bad swims. But you could get um, the likes of the, the Pommies, uh, Helen Jenkins, and um, and some of the Americans are strong swimmers. And if things pan out, they might get away in the swim. But the girls' swim tends to be um, a little bit more even and you don't have that brownie factor in there. So swim in this race compared to potentially some of the other Olympic triathlons we've had could be could be a real game changer could also not be a game changer and the night will come out together so it will be a longer transition because they've got to run off the beach into transition and mm. then they're on their bikes they're going to be eight laps on the bike mm. eight laps on the bike now in the test event there was definitely a couple of crashes so they've got a hill that basically it looks like they almost go over this ridge line and come down the other side turn around and come back over and the hill looks pretty steep it's not overly long but it looks really but steep just good to have in a course yeah um, Especially if you're doing eight laps. Yeah, so it's, it's certainly nothing like Athens, but it's nothing like London either. London was just a pancake. This is a decent, honest, honest bike course. So I'd say it's a hard course, but it's not the type of hill that I think is going to split the pack up. Yep. So if you're in the pack, you'll be able to hang in. You might have to work your ass off to hang in there, but it's not long enough where people are going to probably get dropped off unless, unless they're really quite weak. If you're in a breakaway though, it's kind of be, going to be really good because it'll mean each lap you do get a little bit of recovery coming down the other side. So I think for the breakaway it'd be great. If it's just one big pack, it won't, probably won't change things too much. And it certainly looked that way in the test event. Um, in the, the girls' side of things, in the main pack of guys, it didn't really break up too much. Um, but I think for a breakaway it could be a really good opportunity. Um, 
or what do you want to watch in the men? So, so if we get out of swim, let's say the pack's together in a swim, can you see a breakaway happening? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I think they're all, I'm sure they'll try, but I think that break needs to happen right at the start of the bike for it to. So, to, great transition. Mm, yeah. And then you're away, get a group going, get working. The, other, the rest of the pack might be a little bit unorganised and it's a bigger group, might take a little bit to sort of uh, to, to get themselves sorted and um, yeah, the Brownleys get away early, they'll be away. Um, we've, we've talked past about the, the domestiques but I don't think, that it's a really, in the guys' side of things, I don't think this has really been much of a factor um, because just because the Brownleys are so strong and the Spanish team, for example, you've got Mola and Hernandez and uh, what's the other dude's name? Another one. You, we were supposed to have Gomez um, but they're all strong enough they'll all probably be working for themselves okay. so I don't think the domestics will really come into it much on the, the guys unless side someone's really fallen off the back yeah like for, if the Brownleys say for example aren't in the front group then their third ranked guy I'm not sure if it's Benson or whatever whoever is in there um, that might be slightly different to try to bring it together but I don't think it's going to help many of the others yep. uh, on the girls side of things though, it's Which a I little bit like. different yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, because it's not cycle racing. Mm. You know, like it is triathlon and it's a little bit different. I get domestics are a part of the sport, but it, it is kind of, you know, in this event, I kind of think it would be good if it's not needed. Um, on the girls' side, I think it's a bit different. We have seen this year that, that girls have attacked, got away, and it's basically meant they've either won the event or get on the podium. So you've got Flora Duffy from Bermuda, and she's done that on a couple of occasions, sometimes by herself and ridden away and stayed away and actually wow, won Wow, that's races. impressive, by herself. Yeah, so she's, wow. she's on fire, and she runs improved enough. She rides away from the pack, mm. even if the pack's organised. Mm. Mm. Really? And puts you know a minute to two minutes into them. Wow. So probably not enough to, to win, win the race, but she did, she did beat Gwent Jorgensen in a... Yeah, sprint recently, distance race, sprint yeah. distance race, but over Olympic, I think possibly not. However, uh, and you've seen the same with Andrea Hewitt and uh, and was it Helen Jenkins? I think maybe got away on the Gold Coast. So in the girls' side of things, it is a bit different. If the break doesn't happen straight away, which it could do, um, there is a chance that the break could happen during the ride. Now they may not get enough to win, but they might get enough to to get a, get a medal, and that might be the big difference because the girls. You know, second through to tenth, there's, there's probably nine girls that could get a medal or so. So, it's, which it's is great, isn't it? That's mm. pretty exciting. You know, like, like obviously us Kiwis want Andrew Hurt to get a medal, but it's kind of cool when you go into a race where it's a competition. Mm. You know, obviously we've got this kind of this outlier. You know, Jorgensen's so, so dominant, but other than that, it's pretty cool that everyone else is kind of in with a chance. Mm. So, summarise the bike. Really tough bike course. Um, Eight, no, there be, must be 16 hills because you go up and over this hill each time. Mm. So That's got to hurt the legs, eh? If it doesn't have a, an impact on the bike, it could well have an impact on the run in terms of the, you know, the strength athletes coming through a bit more. Guys' side of things, if the, if the break doesn't happen early, it won't, I don't think it'll have an impact on the race because Murray and Moller will mark what the, 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 the Brownies are doing. Girls' side of things, I'd be watching pretty carefully all the way through. A break could get away and that could affect the medals. What's the ultimate race? Would you rather see a race where... It's a run race, or would you? What would what you know? What what kind of race would be the ultimate men's race for you? Yeah, I'd like to see a, a, a running race. I'd like to see Moller. If it was if if Gomez was there, different story. I would like to, I would have really like to see Gomez <coughs> potentially going going for gold. <coughs> um, but I would like to see a running race. It would be nice to see the brownies. It would just be nice to see the brownies really tested. And because uh, if the if the brownies get a bit of a break, 
it's race over. Yeah. Whereas yeah. If, you, if, if everyone comes off the bike at the end mm. of the bike and in a similar position, then mm. we've got a really exciting run in front of us. Mm. Yeah. So on the guys' side of things, I'd like to see that. And then the girls' side of things, I would love to see five girls get out the road and be pushed two and a half in. minutes up. Yeah. And then Jorgensen's got to got to work for That'd it. Be exciting, wouldn't I it? I mean, I want jo- I, I mean, I want Andrea to get a medal, but you kind of want Jorgensen to win because she's just the dominant dominant, yeah. dominant figure. But it'd be kind of cool to see if to push, like, kind of like Marina. I mean, sorry, Rennie of a couple of years but ago. But she's got to really run, to, yeah, run hard to get just down. Just earned that win. Okay, so the run, flat run. Flat run, um, four laps. It could be smoking hot, and that could really have an impact on the race, you know, for, especially for the maybe the pommies and stuff. I mean, these guys these days are used to racing in any conditions. What but time of day is it there? Uh, it's like 11.20 in the morning, so it's okay, going so to be peak, peak time. Peak, yeah. peak heat conditions. Peak heat. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's um, just flat course, so there's probably not, not too much to say. Men, as we've discussed, Mola and Murray are guys that can match the Brownleys. Whether they can beat Alistair, if he's not on his top game and they're on their top game, he, they definitely could do, but they'll need to come off the bike. If, if they're off, you know, anything behind, it's it's all over. Well, the thing, the thing mm. is, Alistair in the last month or so has shown he's kind of back. Mm. But he's only done it recently, mm. so there could there's, a, there's probably still some chinks in the armor. If he's got a little niggling injury, you know he has been injury prone, and if he's not on on fire, um, we've seen with our Kiwi athletes, you know if you're not on fire on the day, even if you are dominant during the year, it's only a, only a few little chinks down. And we've seen in the past. I mean, in this test event, I watched that little clip last year. He was there, and he, he clearly wasn't in top shape, but he got absolutely drilled. Yeah. You know, got off the bike and and right at the front, and then uh, and got drilled uh, on the runs. So it, he's. Definitely the hot favourite, but you know, those other dudes could, could be amongst it. Um, it'll be interesting to see the, the race for second and third if there's a breakaway up the road, um, and if they get you know a good one to two minutes up the road on the on the break, then uh, could be anything could happen. You know, the Aussie Aaron Royal or someone like that, and probably the real one to watch will be Vincent Louis. He hasn't been racing on the circuit this this season, and I saw old Arnold Sulikov post a note that I think he posted that he got second in the French cross country champs or something like oh, really? that. Oh, really? Wow, Which, that's impressive. So he may have been away, beavering away. He's a great swimmer. He'll be in the break if the break happens, and he's shown over sprint distance he can actually beat the Brownleys. So he could be one that maybe lifts his game for the Olympics and could potentially match those guys and. Um, could be one one to watch and certainly if they get in a breakaway so guys side of things I'm picking it'll probably be all over by the gut time they go into the run if there's a break if there's no break Brownlee's a favourite but second and third is up for grabs pretty pretty exciting stuff okay girls on the run girls um, they need two minutes plus on Jorgensen to have any hope she's, amazing, she's run that it? down two, two minutes, minutes plus over 10k over 10k did you watch the 10k race I watched uh, just saw the highlights oh. yeah yeah no. They're averaging sub two forties. Yeah, very impressive. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I was trying to tell my class last night at the gym. I was teaching body tech. It was my biggest class. It was like one hundred twenty. And my my intro was about the ten thousand meters. Wouldn't care. And, and I go, they're running sub two forties. Blank faces. No one had an idea. Couldn't Just, keep up for four hundred meters. In fact, oh, if that, if that, yeah, <clears throat> crazy. It's about twenty five k an hour, isn't it? It's amazing. You know, oh, yeah, I wouldn't. No way, I'd be able to get four hundred. Don't think so. No. Four, I think the. I mean, I've run some three minute Ks before, and I think I've done. I think I've done a sub three minute K. But that was when I was pretty going pretty good. And you're smoking yourself. Yeah, smoking it. Yeah, that's fast. There's a Cuba guy called Zane Robinson, is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's been really outspoken about the drugs, the Kenyan drugs as well. Yeah, yeah. can't imagine mm-hmm. many people like them in the field. No. <laughs> he doesn't care. He did really well. It's a New Zealand record. Yeah. 
Good on him. Yeah. Uh, okay, on the girls' side of things, as we said, Jorgensen, they're going to need two minutes plus on Jorgensen. And, um, but in terms of the rest of the field, mate, there is anybody. There's a second or third, you'd say, non-Stanford. <clears throat> On paper, is the next best athlete. She's the second best runner in the field, but she's had a really shitty season. Mm. And um, she was strong for a while, wasn't she? Mm. So second or third is anybody. You got Andrea Hewitt. You got any one of the three, um, any one of the other two Americans. All three Poms, <clears throat> Aussies could be up there. Um, so it's it's wide open. So yeah, second and third is going to be fascinating. So one of the biggest disappointments of this race is there's no Gomez. No Gomez. That's, that's the gutting it because you know, like it's a pretty good field anyway, but. Would have loved to have seen Gomez give it a pop. Mm. Mm. Um, as I mentioned, Vincent Louis um, could be amongst it on the guys. Richard Murray uh, is coming back from broken collarbone and is one of the fastest runners in the sport. And Maria Mola is yeah, is is probably the fastest runner in the sport. You kind of if Alistair Brownlee has is, is, been pretty impressive the last few few rounds, but uh, prior to that, Mola has been the fastest runner. What was interesting when I watched uh, one of the recent rounds, maybe it was when I was over in France, there's no German men in the field. They, not no the, German or no strong? No Germans. They, they, they will have qualified some guys, but they chose not to send them. So New Zealand really? did similar on the, the women. We qualified three women, we're only sending two. Um, Why? But the gym, because in New Zealand, if you can't prove that you're probably going to get in the top 16, you're not going. So you want to find you. Mm. So no German men. That's yeah. quite amazing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, considering Germany is a hotbed for triathlon. Yeah, and you've got an previous Olympic champions. Yeah. So, so a bit like what you're saying for France, where are the German men? And, and yeah, but Germany uh, have, have had yeah. champions. So that's very, very odd. You'd at least think you'd maybe put one of your Kiwi boys. What are you thinking? Um, top 10? If they get a 10th, that would be awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, girls, anything <coughs> special about the girls we want to mention? Um, there is one one female who's not there. There's Jodie Stimpson. And in terms of the guys' side of things, you haven't got Gomez. And the one on the females that, that has a strong chance of a medal was Jodie Stimpson. Um, and there's so many good poms. And so they just had a couple of qualifying races and she didn't... Uh, didn't perform on those days, or I think she, she performed okay, but uh, wasn't quite good enough. So she's probably the one medal contender that's not there. Okay, so Jonbo found an article from it was on triathlon.org. It's a pretty good article, so we're basically going to steal it. Uh, do you want to go one for one? Yep. Okay, so basically it's, it's triathlon by the numbers. 173 seconds. It's the biggest deficit that any gold medalist has had to make up from T2. Austria's Kate Allen was this far behind the leader when she started the run in Athens but surged ahead of Australia's Aretha Harrop in the final few hundred metres to claim gold. Oh, there you go. 67 seconds is the biggest winning margin in Olympics history recorded by Australians Emma Snowsill in the World's Triathlon, a uh, women's triathlon at Beijing in 2000. That's a smashing, isn't it? That's what you asked me about before. Yeah, she yeah. was. She, that's the, the one dominant performance we've had. I'm glad she won it too because she was a legend. Eh? Oh, absolutely. She's she doing anything now? She just had a kid. Oh, okay. Well, she's being a mum. Yeah. yeah. Hardest job in the world. Hardest <laughs> <laughs> job in the world. Uh, <laughs> 57 it's the number of athletes in the triathlon events at Rio um, oh, 57 athletes in the triathlon events in Rio were making their Olympic Games debut there will be there will be 36 heading to their second Olympic Games 13 to their third and there are four heading to their fourth Olympic Games in the triathlon yeah can you, you reckon you can name them uh, I'd say on the guys you maybe have Sven Riederer God, you're a legend at this crap. Um, God, other guys that have been around that long. I would have said Hunter Kemper if he was there, but he's not there, I don't think. See, he has been around for a long time, hasn't he? Yeah, and he tried to make it. He wasn't that far off. Can't think of any other guys. So four. So that would be Rio, London, 
it so it goes back to Athens basically yeah um any girls, girls I'd say Emma Moffat on the girls that's pretty impressive that's 16 years in a sport like this 12 years uh, 12 years span oh, 12 years per year and maybe Andrea Andrea she went to Beijing I oh, know she did Beijing London did she do Athens she didn't do Athens didn't she don't think so no, maybe she was just a little bit outside. Okay, number yeah. 40. Uh, the average time in seconds that the woman's eventual winner was behind in the swim skewed slightly by the times by Kate Allen, who finished the swim league 121 seconds behind the leader, Nicholas Berg, uh, 67 seconds. But it indicates that the race might not be over after the first leg. Mm. 30 to 39. If you're looking for an omen of who might podium at the Cocabana, look to the athletes with the start numbers in the 30s. So far, five gold medals have come from start numbers between 30 and 39. They include Snowstall, McMahon, Kate Allen, Jan Fredino, and Alistair Brownlee. I'm just, I'm just while we're doing this here, John, just in the Olympics, they've got the top three medals. It's like medals. Great Britain's killing it. Great Britain's having a great Olympics. They're having a great Olympics. And when, like America's killing it. America's winning by a country mile. Great Britain's second. But when we look at... So America basically has 26 gold, 21 silvers, 23 bronze. So kind of split everywhere. Great Britain's got 16 gold, 16 silver, and only eight bronze. Mm. So they're really delivering in those key... Pommies are winning. Yeah, you got, your pommies are doing bloody great. We have, the area where the Yanks do so well is all the fringe sports. They pick up loads of And medals. swimming. Yeah. Because swimming, how many is Phelps winning every bloody yeah. time? You're swimming, there's so many medals <clears> in swimming. Um, but hey, the, you know, good on them. They're getting the medals. Okay, I'm doing 34, which is the most successful start number. No, so I did that one. Oh, did you, you, you 32. You can't, clearly can't be listening. Well, I was watching. Oh, I wasn't. I was looking at the gold medals. 23. Oh no, you're right. I was wrong. Oh, see. Yeah, I admitted I was wrong. It's <laughs> twice and twice in ten years. Yeah. Okay, uh, 34. The most successful start number so far. It was worn by Emma Snowstall, Golden Beijing. How does that one? Magali DeMarco Mesma. Bronze and silver. And Susan Williams, bronze in Athens. 27 has also been a successful number with Bevan Doherty claiming both his medals, silver in Athens and bronze in Beijing. And that's start number. That's interesting. That Bevan had the same start oh, number oh, in both races. they do start numbers? Yeah, I was trying to figure it out the other day. I couldn't. I, I only had a very quick look at it, but it didn't look like it, it wasn't rankings or anything like that. It's just kind of randomly. Uh, it's just a bit random. Uh, 32. The amount of ITU race wins from Great Britain's Alistair Brownlee from a total of 65 ITU race starts or a winning record of 49%. In the Triathlon World Series, the London 2012 Olympic Champions race form is even better. 32 starts for 21 wins. I'd love to have the comparison of other athletes in history of the sport mm. to see what their because you know, that's a great percentage but I'm not it's, it's more has more credibility when you have a comparison I'm not quite sure of where he would sit with other obviously it's high yeah it's very high 23 Australia Great Britain and United States have had 23 entrants in each Olympics triathlon history and each will be sending six athletes this time no o n o c. what does that mean National Olympic Committee I has sent three men and three women to every Olympics. Which is interesting. So that's your full quota. You've got to qualify three and three. But you, you think like a Great given. Britain or, or, or Australia? Yeah, um, every time. Would every time, but they haven't. There you go. 21. The age of Tyler Misselchuk from Canada, the youngest man on the men's start list. He'll celebrate his 22nd birthday the day after the men's race in Rio. Is that surprising? Or is that about right? Uh, it's getting younger and younger, triathlon. Yeah. Back in, uh, uh, an interesting stat would be the average age in Sydney, where there was a lot of oldies in there, you yeah. know, in terms of your guys like Hamish and But Brad I think Bevan the difference with Sydney was a lot of guys who were getting to the end of their careers, Sydney came on. along and they were like, I've got to do this. 
And mm. I remember talking to Welsh about it when we did Legends of Welsh, and he he thought he was going to win the thing. He didn't even compete in the end, did he? Got injured. Mm. Yeah, but you know, and he was at the end of his career, and so mm. a lot of guys that was their opportunity, wasn't it? Nineteen, the age of how to say that one? Cassandra Beaugrand, the youngest triathlete in Rio. Nineteen, that's pretty young. Wait a second. So what's the difference? Oh, is it a girl? Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, Twelve. Number of NOCs that have won medals in the triathlon event at the Olympic Games. Seven different countries have won gold, with Switzerland the only country to have taken two gold medals, Bridget McMahon and Nicholas Spurig. Okay, 9.5 seconds, the average winning margin across the four men's triathlon events so far. Men's winning margins have been 13 seconds, 8 seconds, 6 seconds, and 11 seconds. Women's winning margins have been 2, 7, 67, and 0 with the average winning margin of just 19 seconds. That's right. It's bloody close, isn't it? That was awesome, that sprint finish, eh? Yeah. Especially for the guys, that's um, really close racing. It's what we want, but isn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know, you want it to come down to that exciting, <gasps> what's going to happen? Uh, seven, four women and three men on the Olympic start list for Rio have won medals in previous games. So you, on the girls, you got Spurig, Norden, Moffat, Densham, and on the guys, you got Brownlee, Brownlee, and Sven Riederer. Okay, number five, uh, the number of medals won by Australia in triathlon events at the Olympic Games so far. So far, these have been won by women, with Australian women claiming one medal in Sydney, Athens, London, and two in Beijing. It's amazing that Australian men's got a medal. No, and they probably probably won't get one this time either. So who's the, who's the up and comer? Uh, like got, a, like four years from now, is there an Australian? Oh no, they've got, got a guy coming through, Bert, Bert Whistle, who was pretty unlucky not to get in, and he's won some races. He could uh, he looks oh, like he's a real deal. In. No, it was a real tough um, you call do that, on, on, on go, the okay, third well, slot. But the other guy had been a consistent performer and was pretty even. But <laughs> yeah, I probably would have uh, got to pick the guy who's going to be there next next time, mm, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. In that situation, mm. oh, well. The Aussies have a great history yeah, of cocking <laughs> up selections. Let's not open that door. Uh, where are we now? Number up to four, am I? Yep. Na- four. N- National Olympic committees that have claimed multiple medals in the same race. Switzerland, you had uh, Bridget McMahon and Magali Messer in Sydney. New Zealand had Hamish and Bevan in Athens. In Australia, you had Emma Snowson and Emma Moffat in Beijing. And Great Britain have had the Brownlee boys in London. Okay, number three, the uh, number of two-time world championships in the women's fields. Helen Jenkins won 2008-11, Moffat run 9-10, Jorgensen run 14-15. Other world championships include Non-Stafford, Lisa Norden, and New Zealand Andrea Hewitts has the most world championship medals of any woman in the field with five. Mm. She's won a world championship five times. World championship medals. New Zealand's Andrea Hewitt has the most world championship medals of any woman in the field with five. Hmm. Didn't know that. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. It's just, again, it's that series that gets yeah. confusion. It's a one-off race. I was like, well, there isn't really a one-off race. So she must have been on the podium five times in the series. I know she was last. She won it a few years ago too, didn't she? She has won it. Yeah, pretty sure she has. That's the problem with this world series. Yeah, hold the significance, doesn't no. it? Yeah. Then uh, yeah, they try to make it big, but it's I don't know. You just kind of Go back gloss to over. Race, eh? yeah. Three, the number of two-time world champions. <coughs> Oh no, you just did that one. No, no. Another three. The number of athletes who have competed in triathlon at all four Olympic Games. So here we go. This here is, we go. <clears throat> um, in all four Olympic Games. Germany's Anya Dittmer and USA's Hunter Kemper and Canada's Simon Whitfield. In Rio, Spain's Anoria Maria and Japan's Hirokosho Tamayama and Swiss Joe duo Nicholas Spurig and Sven Riederer will join that elusive club. Okay, number two, Australia and New Zealand. Did you pick any of those when I asked you before? 
I got Sven Reeder. I didn't get Nicholas Spirig. Well done. Uh, Australia and New Zealand are the only national Olympic committees to have claimed an Olympic medal in every colour. Number one, the number of test event winners that have gone on to win Olympic gold. Before London 2012 Olympics, this number was zero, but Alistair Brownlee bucked the trend. He won the 2011 World Triathlon Series in London, with brother Johnny Brownlee claiming the bronze. In zero seconds, there was no time difference between Switzerland's Nicholas Berg and Sweden's Lisa Norden in the women's race in the London Games. Berg was awarded the medal by a photo finish. Imagine if we're in the girls' race this year, we have, <coughs> say, Flora Duffy, running into the sprint finishing shoot and you have Gwen Jorgensen coming up and it's a photo finish at the end. Oh, that's That'd be pretty want. cool. That's what we want. Mm. Yes. Well, Bevan, you enjoy getting up at 1.30 in the morning? I'm going to have to because I can't record it. So mm -hmm. it's my birthday present. Yeah. <laughs> start. Excellent. <laughs> Throw on some music. But wait, so what race goes first? Guys are on Friday, uh, Friday our time. And then girls Saturday are there? Sunday our time. So okay. Th Thursday, Saturday, Friday for Sunday for us. Oh, because I'm going away for a party weekend Saturday. Same time as Sunday for the girls? Yep. I, don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be so committed to the girls' race. <laughs> Not that I'm a sexist pig, but we got if Joe's friends turning 40 and she's hired out Terrace Downs. Right. Well, not hide the whole place, but the big crew of us going there for a bit. Stay out. Well, I probably will be up at 1.30, but yeah. John, I'm a lightweight when it comes to staying up at a party. Bit of caffeine, Bevan. Oh, take lots of Coke Zero with me, I tell you. Mm. Okay, guys, uh, let's put some music on. Here we go. Website of the week. Watching some sailing, John. Someone's just blowing their boat. It looks pretty windy out there. Look at that. Oh, see if they're swimming in that. That's going to be brutal. Look at that. That could have a big impact on the on the, the race. That. Someone's boat's falling over. Look, he's yeah. getting blown away. Oh, that's the one the Kiwis are good at. It is too. Yeah, no. so where they win the gold. How can they be racing in that, John? I suppose oh, it's it is. It's it's it <laughs> but again, that could have a big impact on the triathlon if it's windy and they have chop like that, both on the swim that's and what the... Want. Look at that. Oh, oh by crikey. Yeah. Okay, this is the Olympic update. Okay, John, we've we started the week race again. Um, James Botel sent this through, and I think we've had this... One. The, we've, I think we've had this website before. Great we one. may have even had this, this article because it is, uh, looks like it was from about 2008, but it's a goodie. So the website is called cyclingtips.com. So we've got to inflate the prices a little bit then. If it's 2008, it's eight years ago. That's true. But, yeah. but we'll say about So cyclingtips.com, we'll have the exact link um, through to the, the this article. But it's a, the biggest bang for your buck in time trial equipment. And it basically goes through and gives you the time you can save by um, upgrading and, and spending a little bit of money on various equipment. So for example, if you go for a skin suit versus going from a regular jersey to a skin suit, uh, over a 40k TT, they're claiming you can gain 134 seconds Approximate cost, 250 bucks. I'd say that's still pretty, uh, 250 bucks plus. So your cost per second saved is $1.86. And the best return on your investment is your aero bars. So if you get your aero bars, lot upright with no aero bars. I would say that, but the, the thing with this is you're going from upright with no aero bars to tuck aero bars. And mm. for triathletes, you're going to be on aero bars anyway. Yep. Um, but but if you are, if you are just going from one to the other, it's saving you 122 seconds over 40, 40k TT, and the cost is one64 Per second, is it? Yep. So the, per the, second. No, that's per, per cost minute. per second. So you're saving 122 seconds, and the price is oh, around 200 okay. bucks. Cool. Yep. So you're, you're costing you that amount there. There's some other areas. Uh, so they've also got on here aero helmet. So regular road helmet versus an aero helmet. Yeah, I'm claiming you're, you're saving 67 seconds there. Um, then you've got your body position. Um, 
like that doesn't really and a wind tunnel if you actually yeah. went and got a wind tunnel test where they perfected your body position it's costing $26 per minute and they're going from a tuck with aero bars to a tuned tuck they're claiming 56 seconds uh, they've got here they've got a comparison with the front wheel um, with a, going from a 3 to 5 spoke to a deep rim 12 spoke claiming 42 seconds shoe covers this is an interesting one because I, I heard yeah, the comment return, eh? but I heard a comment comment on the um, on the Olympic coverage, and I haven't looked into this at all because some of the I think it was some of the track riders some had shoe covers and some didn't. No, it was the individual time trial, and the commentator I'm not sure if you knew what she was talking about or not was saying that um, there's different research coming out now as opposed to having shoe covers or not having shoe covers, which is the most aerodynamic. You would think having a smooth shoe cover yeah. surface would be quicker, but she, maybe she was claiming that, that maybe that's not the case. This article here says no shoe covers to with shoe covers will gain you 30, 30 seconds. Which not, is massive. Yeah. Over a 40k time trial. Yeah, not so practical for triathletes, so to actually go and put those on. No, it's not worth it. Um, take you 30 seconds to put them on. Mm. Uh, Although if you had... An Iron Man. Bike, if you had shoe, if you had clips, they had the cover on them. Mm. Yeah. Although they're a bit odd. Uh, any full disc to going from any full disc to a three spoke, it's claiming you'll save 29 seconds. 24 spoke um, box section rim to a five spoke, reckons it'll claim you 23 seconds. And standard tubing aero, um, standard tubing frame to. So that no, means no. The, the narrow frame to the just your normal frame? Actually, no, it's got standard tubing. TT frame moving to aero tubing TT frame um, will gain you 17 seconds. What's interesting, what we should have done with this is I should have read it first without you reading it and knowing that you were going to put it through. And I should have said to you, swimsuit, skin suit, aero bars, aero helmet, what do you think you would have saved you the most seconds? Because I don't think most people would have thought skin suit would be the thing that saves you the most. It's been coming out quite a bit, and that's why I, in Kona I did wear that, I wore that full length skin tight top and yep. definitely going to consistently do that at, at other races so there, there is quite a bit more and that's why you're seeing so many of the pros coming out these days and wearing those one pieces um sort of elbow length one pieces um so that, that that's that's free speed well it's and of all the things there it's the thing that gives you the most free speed mm. which is fascinating isn't it mm. but i suppose your, your clothes are a resistance so if you, can, you know if you can remove that that's that's quite massive but i wouldn't have picked that if you had said to me okay bev skin suit aero bars aero helmet Getting your body and your position done in the wind tunnel, front wheel, mm. shoe covers, rear wheel, um, aero frame. What do you think? That's how we should have done this piece. We should mm. have asked the listener, John. But, you know, what do you think would actually be the key to the fastest for you? Be well, few aero bars probably would have gone, yes, if, to go from standard. But outside of that, I wouldn't have said, you know. Mm. Other things to factor in is anything that's that's flapping around. Um, so you don't want to have your number flapping around. You might not think much of it at the time, but it is... It's going to count up to seconds over an Ironman bike course. Especially if you're someone who's trying to qualify mm. or you're trying to win your age group. Mm. You know, like people miss out by seconds. Mm. You know? And I'd love to see some information. If anybody knows information out there or can send any article links on on things like bottle positioning and um, shapes of bottles. Um, the, the other thing that's not on here as well is the, 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 the aero bottle systems that go between your aero bars. Yep. Now, um, you'd think that's going to create more drag mm. just by having them there but apparently it actually um, really helps even if even if you don't have anything in there you're not oh, even really? using it just by having that system there it'll help so if anybody knows of any other cool articles out there um, feel free, free to share them the other thing I will say with this article here it's on this website cyclingtips.com it's a great website um, great website and I, I sort of went on there to see uh, if there's any other good stuff and I noticed one article about um, uh, from, a, from a guy who's a baggage handler 
Oh, really? And saying, just doing doing some tips and stuff on there. So check out cyclingtips.com. What kind of tips was he giving? He was, he was generally saying a soft bag is better than a, than a hard case. Why? Um, well, you know, you know like most of us these days have got these really good soft bags. That's what I what I care about travel with um he says the sometimes the the plastic chunky ones you know they might they'll slide off um uh the, the rails a bit more in oh, terms of the okay. moving rails and they may not be handled quite as well whereas the other ones have got a little bit more grip with them um if you're traveling with the other tips they had on there if you, if you are using a cardboard box that's all good and fine but make sure you tape up the the handles because they can rip pretty easily yep. and he sort of said that a lot of people will travel with <clears throat> won't necessarily take off their aero bars and things like that, or they might have things poking out the ends, and those things get snapped off pretty quickly. Mm. Your bikes. Mm. Do you want to do my first try or you want to flag it for this week? We'll flag we'll, we'll, No, we'll do it, we'll do it. No, okay, we'll my it. first try, Daniel Clark. This is his first try, and try. Do you want to go point for point? Yep. Okay, Daniel Clark, he's done a great job because bullet points, John. Love bullet points. You love your bullet points. First try was try, try, Toronto Triathlon Festival Olympic distance in 2012. I was 23 at the time, and I noticed a number of much older people around transition. I grew up playing hockey and fancied myself as relatively fit, so I figured this wouldn't too, be too much of a challenge. I was in the first wave, and I wasn't a great swimmer, but the swim went well enough i hopped on my bike and was excited to tackle the bike course uh, very quickly a lot of people were going past me i felt like i was working hard but i was keeping going backwards by the time i had the turnaround i was gassed and as i rode back i saw that there were only a handful of people behind me <laughs> about 5k from t2 i recall a lady about my grandmother's age passed me while a fiend offering me words of encouragement i decided this was a ridiculous sport and this would be my first and only triathlon he spat the dummy i came into t2 as the second last cyclist on the entire course even though i was in the first wave and most of the people in my waves were done with the race by the time i started the run it took me two hours and 11 minutes just to complete the bike course which was about 2k short uh, so this is a, a olympic distance course uh i ran walk my 10k to the finish moving up to third last overall so he <laughs> took over somebody in the end after the race when i looked at my bike i realized i rode the course with the left side of my front brake oh. jammed against my oh. wheel I'm happy to report that this wasn't the end of my triathlon journey. I'm still going today. Great Love your week, Daniel. That's what we want. Guys, if you've got any of your stories, my first try, go on to imtalk.me and uh, submit them through there. We also need um, website of the week, uh, uh, age groupers of the week. There's got to be loads out there. There's been lots of racing going on. So if you know somebody who's got a good story or a noteworthy performance, um, flick it through to us. We've got on the imtalk.me, we've got submit content, and then you've got a little drop down there with my first try and age groupers of the week. Sponsor. We got a great email from good old Johnny Wingle. Wignall? 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 Okay. And he's got, hey Bevan, I've been listening to the podcast for a few years and I finally I finally went to athletics.com and there were 20 years plus of my races and he's sent a link to it. 20 pluses. Oh, sorry, 20 races. pluses of my races. Yay. It might be worth mentioning to your listeners that the uh, results are already there waiting for them on their site, just needing to claim them. I'm not saying you guys didn't explain it properly. But you didn't explain it properly. <laughs> Back it up. So uh, nice work, Johnny, for pointing that out. And that is the thing. You go on there, 
plug in your name. So it's not you have to do the searching. Athlinks has done it for you. Yeah, and if that if the, if, if the race that you've done is up there, you're there. Um, if it's not, then you need to upload it, and they'll they'll get it up there for you, and you can claim that result. But uh, absolutely, get all your results in one place. It's like Johnny, he's got 20, 20 plus races already up there, and uh, add in all your you can keep your running races in one place, your triathlon races. Well, it does it for you, doesn't it? Yeah, because yeah. it just categorizes it for you. Exactly. And that's the thing, guys. Like I'm no, I'm you know I'm sure many of you are on athletes, but for those who aren't, and if we listen to us every week and kind of go oh yeah maybe one day as johnny's saying it's easy to do Mm -hmm. rock on put your name in there and bang claim 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 and i imagine even when johnny did it he probably thought oh i forgot about that race Mm -hmm. so even bring that races that maybe you forgot you had done especially if you're someone who races a lot so running races and things like that yeah yeah so athlinks.com guys you can't go wrong and he's also got uh after you read out my email and answered both my awesome questions last year i finally signed up for next year's ironman uk and will be taking your advice on board and smashing my pb so good work johnny nice work so athlinks.com guys if you haven't done already just do it johnny's johnny said it's easy exactly and and he's explained it really properly for us yes there we go guys remember go to world triathlon store this week get yourself your country um top for you know supporting your country when you go around the world and be identified with them use the promo code imtalk16 and you get a 16 percent discount got to be this week or next week bevan what are you looking forward to in the olympics actually we <laughs> got me mid yawn caught, caught you mid yawn just a few of our awesome patrons Catherine the terrier floodquist james the savior Godek. Paul, the Butcher Hellings, nice. Mark, the Missile Scudamore, Michael, Sylvester Parrott, and Jason, DP McFall. Oh, dirty pet. And it was cool. That was where it came from. I put that in brackets so I remembered it's yeah, not the I DP. Because he loved it. Because what happened was he... He said, I said Dirty Pash and him and his wife loved that and I go well, we'll call him Dirty Pash and you go DP and then yeah. it went down a bad path John yeah. it went down a bad bad path uh, sponsors Athlinks.com social networking for insurance athletes extreme endurance your lactic buffer and our patrons and remember if you do become a patron um, if you go and just for, for two co- two coffees a month 10 bucks you get a cool Iron Talk swim cap if you come in for coffee a coffee a week 20 bucks a month you also get a premium Icebreaker merino wool beanie with the I'm Talk logo on. I don't have one of those. Don't you? Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should become patron. You've got to go do some training. Yeah, but, hey, I've been doing training. Mm. Went for a run on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ran to my old house. That was a nostalgic thing some to mountains. do. Some Yeah, no, no, my old house. Down in, I, I was brought up in Homorton. All oh, right, oh, the and old, so old house. From home, 10K. Mm. Right. So from here, it's 10K. So and I was kind of, I, was, I wanted to go for a run, so I thought oh, it was the afternoon on Saturday, I thought I was go for a run. So. I ran to my old house and it was quite funny because I gave I moved away from that area probably when I was about twenty, mm-hmm. um, but I was in there from about eleven through to twenty, mm-hmm. and so I ran my old school route. Yeah, it was quite a cool thing to do. I ran yeah. down my old street and it, geez, it just flustering and with memories. Gonna move back that area? No, plebs. <laughs> <laughs> it's ten k exactly from my place to my my home as well. Oh, you'd do that right a bit, wouldn't you? Because you're Monk Spur, weren't you? Mm. Yeah, mm. Oh. great place. Oh. Oh, John. Yes. Uh, what's your goss? What's my goss? Uh, you're fishing? Over the oh, weekend? that's right, the fishing. So wait a second. You, you, you were a little bit apprehensive about fishing because you're going to miss the Olympics. Yeah. But we were in the middle of nowhere. So we're going to this, uh, the top of the South Island into the, the Marlborough Sounds, right out to, towards Duval Island, which is pretty much in, the, in the, 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 the body of water between the North and the South Island. It's pretty rough. Um, but the first night and the last night, we sort of anchored up about halfway out there. And uh, we still had cell reception, so I had the old, uh, we had the skies, we had the sports up, and we were rolling. Oh, really? So, so it was a win-win? Yeah. Did you catch much fish? 
We caught a lot of fish, mate. It is ridiculous. We just got first day, we just parked up in the spot, and there was uh, five of us on the boat, so we had five lines down, and we caught our quota within 15, 20 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. You just, so is it the end of your day? Um, we've done lots of other stuff, but somebody had a fish on their line the whole time. It was wow. just, it's, it's, that's my kind of fishing. <laughs> so no, we, all, we all caught stuff. And, uh, was it a few big nights? Uh, it went crazy big. They were solid, but it was, um, yeah, fishing's great when you're actually catching stuff. Fishing, sitting there just waiting is boring as batshit, but when you actually got stuff on the line or somebody got something on the line the whole time, it was wicked. Yeah. So it was all good. So how many days did you go fishing for? We were away four days, so it was more or less two full days. It was sort of three days on the boat, but two, two, two big days. The boys what was that diving? Is it just a oh, my mates like 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 diving, and my f- mate's father-in-law's got a big boat, and so they were into their diving. I didn't go diving. It was it was quite advanced diving. I've only done a teensy bit of diving. And um, did you go swimming? Was it pretty cold? No, I'm not getting that water. Freezing. It was freezing. Mm-hmm. We had some big seas. It wasn't big by their standards, but massive seas and you're just going up and down you're like, holy crap really? <laughs> wasn't like the boat was going to tip but that was Did big I about Joe's uncle and auntie who got shipwrecked no they, they got shipwrecked yeah. so they were massive sailors they yeah. were really big sailors and they were sailing to Fiji and they got shipwrecked and they were, they were like literally the last teaspoon of water a day mm. that was over like, I think they were lost for like 12 days or something 13 days mm. um, and then floated onto an island mm. and uh, yeah and it, they, it was in the 70s and so literally the island wasn't even that habitated. There, there were people on there, but there was mm. like basically basic island people. They've got diary. They, they wrote a diary. It's a fascinating mm. read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's um, happening in your world? What about the Olympics? Olympics? Uh, Olympics is all good. And a bit like you, it's starting to get a bit patchy on what to watch at the moment. Yeah. Although but I'm watching the non, non, yeah. Non-classic guy. sports. There were some big girls in that weightlifting yesterday. My God, that heavyweight weightlifting. They were enormous. They break you. Because the thing about weightlifting is they're so strong. Mm. Man, they are, which would make sense because they're doing <laughs> Yeah. That's <laughs> the obvious. Funnily enough. Uh, we're going away this weekend. John, we've got a party weekend away. Yeah. So, and uh, I might get Joey junk because mm-hmm. people, she doesn't get drunk often. Mm-hmm. She's always, oh, I don't want to. And uh, so we've been together eight years, John. Mm-hmm. Eight years. Getting married after eight, eight years. years. Uh, so we've been together eight years and, and she's been drunk. I think I've seen her drunk twice. Mm-hmm. Bit happy occasionally, mm. but like you know, but she's going away for drunken friends this weekend. So one of her best friends is getting forty. Yeah, and uh, and yes, I'm pretty sure she's gonna be a bit drunk. Just make sure she's always got a full glass, Bevan. That's the key. Well, I try to. Yeah, we went out. We went out to watch the Super Rugby final a couple of weeks ago, and they, I went and got a wine, and the guy goes, "Do you want a double? Because you get double wines now, big uh, glasses." Yeah. So so that's basically a, a th- half wine double. Uh, yeah, you get ripped when you go and get a glass of wine when you're out. Do you? God, yeah. Why? They just give you these pathetic pours. I'm like, that's not oh, a glass of price. wine. Uh, give me a glass of wine. They up to the really top. mark up the prices too, don't they? Mm. With alcohol. Mm. Oh, even my Coke Zero. Like I, because I'm a Coke Zero man when I go out, and I don't mind paying four or five dollars for a Coke Zero if they give you a big glass. Mm. But when they give you a skinny ass glass, they put half the ice in it. Not mm. happy. Yeah. Not happy, team. Mm. Not happy. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to this weekend and rest of the Olympics. But other than that, John, just. Oh, and then two weeks from now, my band's going to the studio. Nice. You guys will be hearing lots about that. Awesome. I want you guys to support me to my first number one hit. Great. Yep. And to be honest, it's not that hard to get a number one hit. Okay. Well, that's not true. But you don't, it's a surprising how little sales you have to make the top 40. In New Zealand. Yeah. Mm. And so, team, you, are, you might have to commit a dollar of your time. <laughs> you know, it will put you, just put... What's the price, price going to be? Well, no, because now with Spotify, it's different. Mm. So it's more, can I get you guys just to go on Spotify and push our song on repeat? Mm. Yeah. Because you'll okay. love the songs. 
great. It'd be life changing. Oh, oh man, it's so cool. <laughs> like, it's what I used to do. The um, I have to say, like, I think we've got some cool songs. Like okay. you know, like it's, you know, music's such an opinion thing, but I think we're pretty proud of the work we've done. So you guys will hear that soon. Anyway, I'm Russ. I'm Indo. Train hard. Train smart. Kick hard.